0: This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Let's bring David in and see what his take is on all this. David, do you even drink coffee? I feel like
1: MVP Monday. I do not drink coffee whatsoever. (laughs) Uh, I was going to make a suggestion to you. I mean, if you want to really switch it up, Chelsea, just start doing Vegas bombs in the morning. You get your what? your energy drink and your alcohol.
2: Oh, yeah. No, there I you
1: can't go. be
0: drinking, David. I have like two drinks and I'm hungover. I don't ever drink anymore. I can't be hungover for like the third hour of the show.
2: I can do a double D. Oh,
0: <laughs> I can definitely
2: do it. I then can do it. it <laughs> <laughs> I don't have do a kid. It, I could absolutely do it. I might. You wouldn't really notice a difference with me. I'm pretty much the same most of the time. So I could probably be high and or having a couple drinks and you, you you wouldn't know the difference. Like that's my superpower. Prove so generally, it. Generally, all right, maybe I will. <laughs> maybe, I won't, maybe I won't even, t- you know what I'm going to do? Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do it, but I'm not going to tell you guys when I'm going to do it. And we'll see. It'll be sometime this week. I'm not going to get crazy because I would like to keep my job. But also we'll see if you notice when it happens. That would be a good little thing to do.
0: I'm going to say I will notice because Jenks, no. I've seen you a couple drinks in. Right. I think I can tell.
2: (laughs) Okay. But also there's a difference between having a drink or two and us hanging out with no food in my stomach and me drinking like my fifth martini. That's a little bit. Oh yeah.
0: Excuses. excuses. (laughs) All right, David, we have a lot of good MVP candidates to get to. So we'll see. We'll put this discussion on hold for just a little bit.
1: I was going to put Jenks up for MVP and then just like lift a martini glass really quick, you know, just good man. (laughs) All right. Let's get to our candidates. Candidate number one, or nominee number one, is Dustin May, the head coach of Florida Atlantic, taking ninth seed FAU to their first ever Final Four. FAU had three different leading scores in their four NCAA tournament wins. Nominee number two, Andre Jackson Jr., UConn, had eight points, nine rebounds, and ten assists in the Huskies' 82-54 romp over Gonzaga in the regional final Jackson Jr. has had at least seven assists in every NCAA tournament game. Jackson Jr. is also averaging over 30 minutes a game in the tournament. Nominee number three, Darian Trammell, San Diego State. Trammell hit the game-winning free throws with 1.2 seconds to go to send the Aztecs to the Final Four. Trammell also had 21 points in the Sweet 16 victory over top-seeded Alabama. And nominee number four, Jordan Miller, Miami University, 27 points and a perfect shooting day as Miami knocked off Texas 88-81 to reach their first ever Final Four. Miller was 7-for-7 seven seven from the field and 13-for-13 13 13 from the three free throw line. Miller had 13 points, 6 rebounds and 4 assists in the upset win over Houston. Jenks, Who? is your Monday MVP.
2: Hmm. I'm going off the board here because I have a story to go along with it. A mini story. I'm going with Caitlin Clark from Iowa in the women's tournament. Oh yeah. I said it first ever triple double in women's NCAA tournament history. Think about all the great women who have played in the tournament over time. I mean, it's just one star after another and a triple double has never been scored. Clark had 41 points. 12 assists 10 rebounds I would go into the final four for the first time since 1993 and the reason why I love this is because Friday night of course shocking I was drinking a martini I was watching the game <laughs> I was I was sitting around the corner at my favorite spot and there was this couple next to me and I don't know why I just kind of got this vibe I was like I feel like this woman wants to ask me something but she you know, it's, it's, it's a stranger, at whatever. And so finally she goes, hey, can I ask you a question? I was like, sure. She goes, what is a good place to eat around here? I was like, where are you guys from? And so they were from Ithaca, New York. They came to D.C. for the weekend. And I said, oh, well, you could go here, 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 here. I'm trying to give them some recommendations. And so we start talking a little bit, and I glance up at the TV screen. I said, hey, I saw you watching the game earlier watching the men's game i said is there a particular game that you're interested in tonight she goes, yeah actually we want to watch the iowa women's team we're both iowa fans and they play here in a little bit we want to get the tv switched over i was like well that's funny because the owners of this bar both went to iowa they're hawkeyes and so they got super excited they They're like really i'm like yeah they're from the midwest they're here in dc they're great people so i met some iowa women's basketball fans in town here in dc ready to watch the game and then this weekend they get to see caitlin clark go off what a performance. Caitlin Clark MVP.
0: Yeah, it has to be Caitlin Clark. And listen, she doesn't need any narrative or any story for her to be crowned MVP. Huh? You know, of our weekend because you just look at the numbers alone. 41 points, 12 assists, 10 rebounds, the first triple-double with at least 30 points in history or should I say NCAA history because it is Women's History Month. Uh, So you don't need a narrative. You don't need anything. She is the MVP. She was the most dominant player across all sports this weekend. Caitlin Clark MVP.
1: I mean, I'm not going to disagree with you guys. The Caitlin Clark performance was amazing. She is dominant. She's unreal. Just absolutely unreal. Um, But to be contrarian. I am going to go with someone different. I think Dusty okay. May, the FAU head coach, deserves yeah. a little, a little flowers yeah. here. Some flowers. I, I, Florida Atlantic, ninth seed in the tournament. Granted, they did get a little help from uh, a, a FDU, but still, to make that run and then beat the team that that beat you know San or uh, not san diego state um i'm blanking all of a sudden
0: <laughs> what team are you looking for who'd they beat in the they beat game? a lot of teams to get here in, bottom line they beat yeah, a lot, a of, lot teams. of teams <laughs> so you are correct uh and it's <laughs> it just a long road k-state on un- k-state who was probably one of the
1: Top teams going into these regional finals, playing at a top level. Mm-hmm. Uh, Noel looked like he belonged playing in Madison Square Garden. And if the Knicks didn't take notice of that.
0: Mr. New York City. I know. And
1: yeah, if the Knicks awesome. didn't take notice of that, they got something wrong. with them. But getting back to that, they beat a team who is red hot, playing very, very well. And, you know, I, I hate to say this, but I'm probably going to ride them until – They lose their feathers. Um, But yeah, I'm giving it. are you? Yeah. Well, you
0: said that about Princeton too. So the Tigers have fallen off of Princeton, but I totally get why you did it. That was more sentimental.
1: This one, they had three different leading scorers in four different games. They are maybe the most balanced team other than UConn that is in this tournament. I would not be surprised if it ends up being FAU and UConn in the final. That being said... Mine- yeah, but there's
0: only four teams left. Yeah. like So, like, yeah, one of two teams left in the final four. So the second most balanced out of four. So here's here's the argument I have with picking FAU for, you know, the MVP of the weekend. Aren't all of these stories great? And all of these stories, like Cinderella ones, with the exception of UConn? Like, look at yes. Jim Laranego, what he's done with Miami. I think you could throw him in the mix. If you're going to put Dusty, Dustin May, Dusty May, Dustin May up there... Uh, for MVP, because that's the thing. Like we're seeing all Cinderella's this year in the final four.
2: I will it's awesome. And also I, I think that we're going to see, well, maybe, maybe this is a bit of an exaggeration, but I feel like if you're just a general fan you're sort of rooting for anyone but UConn, right? Because UConn has been there before. They're looking for what, a third title and or a third different head coach in the past few years. So Miami's a great story. Florida Atlantic's a great story. San Diego State is a great story. And UConn, look, they're playing incredible basketball right now, but this is a team that's clearly won it numerous times. So at least for me, I feel like for the general public, it's going to be anyone but the Huskies.
1: I'd hundred percent agree with yeah. that. Everybody wants to see it. Something new, something fresh. Uh, it'll yeah. be interesting to see how much this is what th- this final four is watched though. I will say that.
0: Yeah. Do you think it's good or bad for the game when you have a final four? That is, I'm not going to say like missing a blue blood because I think you could probably put Yukon in that category, But there are definitely going to be people saying, well, it's bad for the game that you don't have a Duke, a UNC, or a Kentucky. I don't think it's bad for the game at all.
2: It's great for the game. It's fantastic for the game. This is, we always talk about every single year, oh, who's going to be that Cinderella? Who's going to be that Cinderella? And what generally happens? Yeah, there's an exception to the rule, like Jim That he had the exception to the rule with George Mason 17 years ago. But on the whole... The clock strikes midnight, 95% of the time for Cinderella, right? The run ends. And here you've got numerous teams who have made it through. We never see that. So I think it's great for the game.
0: Yeah, just to back that up, only three times in history of the tournament has there been a Final Four with no number one seeds. Last time it happened in 2011, a three seed won it all. Guess who that three seed was? UConn do you think history repeats itself? Because, you know, we see these trends and I was talking about pre-tournament, how like since the year 2011, it's been all chalk. But this year, it seems like all of the trends fly out the window. So we'll see. It should be an interesting run to follow. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.